It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. Across the country and around the world. Enormous amounts of material. This is TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. Are Americans clueless about the threat of Islam? I know that when we've broached the subject before with certain people, they go, but I know a lot of really nice Muslim people, and of course everybody does, don't they? That's not really the problem. The problem is not only the radicals, but the underlying uh, um, beliefs, basic beliefs that are in the Quran that state that, uh, that the Muslims must, by duty, get everybody on this planet to become a Muslim, to follow Islam, and in the end, if they don't, then they're to be killed. It's pretty radical stuff. And while not all Muslims are radically doing that, too many of them are. We have a guest today. His name is Mr. Pat. It's kind of interesting. You know, Pat is actually his first name. (laughs) His last name we're not going to use because he's writing things that are so radical that his life is probably threatened around this. You have to stay hidden when you're working with this sort of material. Mr. Pat once owned a Department of Defense manufacturing business, and he lived in the Middle East for many, many years. It was during that period that he gained insight into the Muslim-Arab mindset, as well as a vast degree of experience in the geographic and political makeup of the Middle East and Africa. He's written a book called The Foundation for Peace, and he's agreed to join us today to talk about uh, that he believes that radical Muslims will stop at nothing short of a world conversion to Islam. Would you welcome to the show, please, Mr. Pat? How are you doing today? I'm doing very good, Sharma. Sharma, I want to clear the air here about one thing. I don't have a problem with my real name being out there. You know, one of the things, the message that I have is that we need to confront this thing, and for me to hide behind a, a Mr. Pat thing. My name is Pat Raleigh. I live on in Florida. And, uh, yes, I have a problem with Islam, but this isn't about Muslim bashing. That's not what this is all about. So, you, you know, this is, this is about exactly what you just said, and very few people understand it, that the, you know, the Muslim jihad, which is the war of conquest that started in the 6th century or 7th century, has, has been going on, and it's, it's going to continue to go on until... You know, until Islam comes to terms with itself, and and hopefully that's going to occur sometime in this century. What what did you learn? Like you were over there in Africa in the Middle East, what was it like? Uh, what are the people like? What's the religion like? The customs like? What do you have to tell us about that? Well, it depends on which part of the Middle East you're in. You know, there's there's some of the mo- some some of the more moderate countries. Egypt's a little moderate, but it's getting it's getting more and more radical all the time. Saudi Arabia is a place where 
you know, you wouldn't want to carry a Bible down the street because they'd probably cut your arm off if they caught you with it. Uh, you know, you, you, you can't even be a, a non-Muslim in Medina or Mecca. There, there's no religious tolerance at all in, in that part of the world. Very little religious tolerance in any of the places where they have Sherry law, which is the Muslim law. You know, the Christi- Christians, the, the few that are left, have assimilated into the, into the Muslim way of life in order to protect themselves. It's, it's just, one of the things that's very interesting is, is that for the past 1400 years, this has kind of been veiled. You know, we, and the people haven't seen what's going on in the Middle East. Yeah. But with the Iranian Revolution and with the fall of communism and the, and the shrinking of the world, we, we see what's going on. You know, everybody, you can see what's happening. You know, that the, the last century, the, 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 with all the Armenian, the, the, the slaughtering of the Christians, which we don't want, which nobody wants to admit to, and, and you know, it, it came across the uh, Congress here last week or last month, and everybody put it back under the table. It, well, it's well a, you know, I think they need to put it under the table because it inflames things so much. It, it would be crazy to bring it out at this time, very undermining. Well, I I got to disagree a little bit. You know, what what we, we we have to come to terms with our history. Well, we'll bring something something that's happened recently. This is 92 years ago. Okay, well, let's let, let bring something that's happened recently. What's you know, 92 the, the Middle East this isn't something that started on 9/11. This is something that started in in the 7th century. That's right. And 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 one of the fallacies that we have in this country is everybody thinks that the Arabs owned the Middle East, you know, for the last 1,500 years. They, you know, the Christians, the Jews, and the pagans were there long before the Muslims were there. So the Muslims came in the 7th century and took it over from the Christian, Jews, and pagans. Exactly. That's right. So the Muslims claim it as if it was their, their territory for eons, and yet they took it from other people that... Uh, it's it's uh, crazy what they're saying. Well, Keith, the reality is that that this all took place after the First World War. You know, this this the the, the, the League of Nations gave it to the Arabs in in 1922. After, you know, after the First World War, and at the same time they gave Palestine to to, to the to the Jews. But right. It didn't work out that way. But the, but what people in this country need to realize is that Islam came about after the fact. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today is Mr. Pat, author of The Foundation for Peace. You know, Pat, um, in Palestine, uh, Palestinian area and all that area, there's Christians and Islam, and yet there's no Christian suicide bombers. How do you how do you explain that? Well, one of the one of the things that you got to remember that when 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 the division of that part of the world was done, Palestine and Jordan was all going to be one deal. And it, you don't want to go back to the turn of the century of the first of the 20th century, but but when when the Armenian problem took place, and when Turkey ran a million and a half of the uh, Christians out yep. of the country, you know the Christians settled in places like Syria and Jordan, Lebanon, and that part of the world. But but they were slaughtering them, so they assimilated into the Muslim 
world. You know, they've kind of given up part of their Christianity. Yeah, either either do that or die. Exactly. So yeah. the, the one of the things that the Muslims it's it's an interesting comment. You know, that when 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 you talk to somebody in Palestine, they say, "Why does a Jew want to live? Because if God, if heaven is so good, he should want to die." <laughs> you know, that's the philosophy they have. If, if 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 heaven is is so much better than earth, then why do you want to stay alive? And the, and the problem with the Muslim mindset is that, that that's what they believe. They don't have a problem with strapping a bomb onto their children and sending them out into, in, into the crowds. You know, Khamenei, what he did was he, you know, he took 10,000 children during the war between uh, Iran and Iraq, and, he, and, he, and they were the minesweepers. And oh, they were the boy. ones that walked the minefields for him. Jeez. Because the, the, the idea is that, if you kill their children, you've done the child a favor because you've moved them into that world and that realm of, of being alongside God. And that's the sole purpose for being here. So their uh, basis of getting close to God is based on death, and our basis is based on uh, helping life. How we keep evolving individually. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I know I want to live to be 110, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but. But, but their their philosophy is that, 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 that not all of them. Now, you got to remember, you know, we're not bashing all of them. There, there's three or four different sects. You know, yes. you've got the Sunnis, you've got the Shiites, and you've got some really weird groups in the middle of that, which is Osama bin Laden belongs to. You know, he belongs to the wannabes out of Saudi Arabia, which yeah. is the most radical. He wants to kill even the rest of the Muslims. But but the the problem that we have with with islam is that nobody wants to face what islam is you know what I, the conversation i had with the talk show host last night was that i asked him i said have you read the quran you know have you read the any of the prophets biographies well no nobody's read them you know the people the people in our country haven't read them none of our congressmen none of our senators none of those people that are over there in the middle east that are dealing with these people have read this stuff yes and until you do and until you understand what was go what's going on and what what they really believe, it's very difficult to deal with them. Yeah, you got to know what you're dealing with. So what what's in the Quran? Uh, what's there that we need to know th to deal with? Well, let me back up a little bit on the Quran. So okay. One of the problems with the Quran is that when we when we when when we when you and I talk about the Bible, you know, we talk about a book, we talk about the revelations and the people wrote down in the book. When we talk about the Quran. And one of the reasons that we have such a such a problem with understanding why you know when somebody does, you know paints a picture of it or that we have the cartoons and that kind of stuff, the Quran to a Muslim is divine revelation. You know we're not talking about a book, we're talking about God's word. We're talking about what right. God did. In and, infallible. Yeah, and, and it's, it's divine. So it, 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 being divine, it's perfect and it cannot be improved upon. But the problem with it is, it's in Arabic, <laughs> and the Arabic language is such that if I were to if I were to speak here with you and I together, and and, and I would and I would make a comment, the comment could mean one of two things: it could mean that I want to make love to my wife or I want to beat her. Now, your Islamic scholars will tell you that that interpretation is grammatically correct either way depending on the inflection of my voice. Mm -hmm. So wow. people like, there's been a lot of scholars, you know, one of, the, one of the really good 
scholars that we have is Karen, Karen Armstrong, who is, used to be a Catholic nun that's written books after books about on, on Islam. Mm-hmm. And she tells us, as does three or four of the other ones, another good author is uh, Riza Aslan, who, who, who's done some, who is an Islam scholar. They tell us that the Christians, or unless you're a, a Muslim, you are not capable of understanding the Koran because the only way that you can understand it is to become metaphysically involved in the verse. Okay? Mm-hmm. The problem with the verse is that it it's very emphatic. I, you know, I, I'm working on a new book. I'm calling it Fear God and, and the Shadow of the Muslim Sword because the, the Koran absolutely is one of the most brutal works you'll ever read. Ooh. I mean, you, the Christians and Jews are are fine up to a point. You know, Christian. You know, Islam recognizes Christ. When they tell you that they that they get along fine with Christians, that's fine, so long as you don't bring in the divinity of Christ. Mm-hmm. Once you bring in the divinity of Christ, you're a blasphemer. You know, that's blasphemy because you're putting God with God. You know, one one of the things about Islam, it says there is no God but God. Yeah, so you can't have a split of God in no. the, on so, earth. Yeah. So when you when you elevate Christ to God to alongside God, that is blasphemy. Yeah. That's punishable by death, believe it or not. In in uh, in in the under the Sharia law. Right. The the same thing with the Trinity. That's so far. That, you know that that's that just reaches beyond everything. Same thing, kind of thing. Oh yeah. yeah. And and then as, so so as far as they're concerned, if the, if, if a, Christianity can come along and to the point of of uh, Christ, but then you got to give up the divinity, and then you and then everything's fine. Mm-hmm. The uh, one of the things in the Quran that you'll find there's there's about eighty five hundred verses. You know, they call them surahs. The surahs are the chapters, and there's about 8,000 verses. The Quran wasn't really put down in writing until 30 years after after Muhammad died. Okay. So what it is, in, you know, and I refer to it as a nonsense, you know, it's nonsensical. It, it doesn't make any sense because, because if you study his... Pat, we're going to have to pick this up after break. Fine, very good. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. Our guest today, Mr. Pat, author of The Foundation of Peace, Are Americans Clueless About the Threat of Islam? We will be back with more. Hang on. Ever wonder what a spiritual path is? Maybe you're on one right now. Take Mastering Ourselves host Keith and Charmaine Amber's free quiz. Find it if you're on a spiritual path. Find out at www.masteringourselves.com. You'll be amazed at all the nooks and crannies that make up a spiritual path. Keith and Charme Amber specialize in delivering unique, usable, and easy-to-understand, life-transforming information that can bring you inner freedom and peace. Go to www.masteringourselves.com. Don't forget to take the free quiz. Jumpstart your spiritual path today. <laughs> 